Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. This is Mornings with the Holy Spirit, pressing in daily to the power of presence of God. Something good is going to happen to you today. Today's broadcast is brought to you by the Prophets Devotional, the number one best-selling devotional for this year. It's destined, they say, to be a classic. Check it out, 400 pages. It's going to activate you. It's going to help you hear more clearly. It's going to help you discern his presence. It's going to help you flow more accurately in the prophetic. It's a mentor. It's a book. It's a devotion. It's a prayer starter. It's a lot of things. Go over there to Amazon or wherever books are sold and pick up the prophet's devotional. Amen. Check that out. Get those $75 with the free resources. Follow the directions. Send the receipt to jenniferleclair.org slash contact. Hit that submit a request button up at the top and send it on over. We'll get that right out to you. That's the only channel, the only way. Please follow those instructions because I'm coming to you live from South Florida and we have a lot of work to do today. Our church, Awakening House of Prayer, is here in Fort Lauderdale and I'm there on Sundays preaching, praying, prophesying and casting out devils. Our heart is to equip you to live a supernatural breakthrough lifestyle. Give me a year of your life and apply the word that I'm teaching and watch the transformation. That's what we all want, right? transformation. You've got two different opportunities every week to encounter God and his word through prophetic worship and relevant messages every week. The 1047 AM service is a practical teaching with a prophetic edge. Lots of laughter, lots of aha moments, lots of fun, lots of word lots of revelation. You can plan your visit at awakeninghouseofprayer.com. If you're not in the region, watch online at ahop.online. You want to go deeper with us? Become a web church member. You'll get access to the virtual life group, virtual prayer line, virtual pastoral care, virtual healing rooms, virtual prophecy rooms. It's virtual, but it's powerful. Go over there right now, bookmark this tab, ahop.online slash webchurch, and get official today. Our second service is School of the Spirit at AHOP. We're going into the deeper things of God. Our current series is Severing the Roots of Rejection. And my, 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 people are breaking out, breaking free all over the church. We're getting testimonies in. Send your testimony if you're taking that course, that class, that transformational uh, series to jenniferleclair.org slash contact. If you're in the region, come on by at 1.30. We're there waiting for you. If you're not in the region, go watch online on demand, schoolofthespirit.tv slash rejection. Whenever you listen to this broadcast, it's there for you five years from now, it's 10 years from now until Jesus comes back. It'll be there for you. Amen. God is so good. Today, we're going to read from my second devotional evenings with the Holy Spirit, listening daily to the still small voice of God. And I have a very encouraging word for you today uh, from the Holy Spirit. The title is, I am listening for your prayers. I want you to just imagine that. Just think about that for a moment. He is listening for your prayers. Now, here's what I heard the Lord say. Sometimes you forget to lean on me. Uh-oh, I'm going to read that again. Let it sink in. This is the truth that sets us free. Sometimes you forget to lean on me. I stand by with a heart full of comfort and counsel, with abundant grace available, and with all wisdom, all the wisdom you need to move for me, Jesus. And the Lord says, it grieves me to watch you struggle along some days, 
walking in your own strength, when I am watching and waiting for you to look my way, I am listening for your prayer of help. Lean on me and not on your own understanding, says the spirit of the living God. Did you catch that? He's waiting and watching for you to look his way. He's listening for your prayer of help. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. 1 John 5, 14, 1 Peter 3, 12, and Psalm 55, verse 17 are the scripture references for today. And now the prayer starter from the devotional. I don't want to grieve you in any way ever, but I have learned to be self-sufficient through the circumstances of my life. Show me how to let go and let you do what you do best. Teach me not to depend on myself in areas where I should be depending on you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, we're so grateful that we serve a mighty God. We serve a strong God. We serve an awesome God. And we do. We serve you. Father, we love you. We adore you. We lift up your name because you are the God of all majesty. We're so thrilled that you chose us. You handpicked us. You loved us first. You wooed us to your heart. You, you, you caused us to, to order, to, you caused our steps to be ordered right to the moment of decision. And you allowed us to feel the love, the conviction of the Holy Spirit, the awesome opportunity that was before us when we said yes to you, when we got saved, when we decided to believe in Jesus as our Lord and as our Savior. We're so grateful that you extended that invitation to us to be citizens of the kingdom of heaven. We would have burned in hell. We were in a dark kingdom, wallowing around in our own sin, guilty, ashamed, fearful. And you rescued us out of that miry clay. You rescued us out of that pit of darkness and you cleaned us up. You washed us white as snow and you call us citizens in your kingdom. This world is not our home. And so, God, we are forever grateful for your graciousness. We are forever grateful for your son, for Jesus and the blood he shed at Calvary. We are for help us never to lose sight of God's sacrifice, of Jesus's sacrifice. Help us, Lord, not to lose sight of that. Help us, Lord, not to forget what he did. It was the ultimate sacrifice. It was the ultimate act of kindness. It was the ultimate extension of goodness and grace. When we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. My God, we were rejecting him, but he wasn't rejecting us. Father, thank you that you will never reject us, that you will never leave us, that you will never forsake us, even to the end of the age. Lo, I will be with you says the Lord. We're so grateful that you are Emmanuel, God with us. You're not a distant God. You're not off on the other side of Pluto somewhere hiding, (laughs) but you are a good, good father who reveals himself to us, who makes himself known to us, even through creation. You make yourself known to us in diverse ways. And we're so grateful We honor and adore you today because there's no other God like you. We don't know what we do without you, God. We don't know what we did before we had you, God. I don't know how we got by, God, without you, without your grace and your love and your mercy, your strength and your wisdom, your leadership. I don't know how we got by, but I thank you, Lord, that we don't have to try to get by without you. 
You strengthen us day by day. God, strengthen us in our inner man for the tasks that we have to go through the handle today. Would you help us today, God? Oh, great helper, majestic helper. Would you help us today, God? We are in need of help in many different ways, in ways that we can't even articulate, in ways that we have not even discerned. We need your help. We need you to step in to the middle of our affairs and untangle some knots that the enemy wrought together. We need you to step in to the midst of our chaos and bring peace that passes all understanding. We need you to step in to the mass of confusion that's coming against our minds and and, and pour out your wisdom so we can see clearly again. Father, we need your help. And we're crying out to our helper today. You said you're a very present help in time of need. And we take you up on your offer. We say, yes, Lord, help us. Help us. Help us, Lord, to see what we cannot see. Help us, Lord, to see through the eyes of faith instead of through the eyes of fear, instead of through the eyes of doubt, instead of through the eyes of unbelief. Help us, Lord, cleanse our lens, clear our vision. Help us to see what we haven't seen before so we can move toward the blessing, so we can move toward the promises instead of away from that which you've ordained from us. We don't want to walk around the mountain again and again and again and again. We don't want to walk through the wilderness for 40 years. We don't want to be stuck in the desert not knowing which way is up. Help us, God, to discern your leadership. Help us, God. Your word tells us that you order our steps. And I know that I know that I know that sometimes you order our steps despite us. (laughs) We're trying to go this way. We're trying to go that way. We're being like Jonah. We didn't discern your call. Jonah heard the Lord say, go to Nineveh. He went the other way and God redirected him in his mercy and in his grace. Father, we are going the wrong way. If you've called us to go one way and we're being stubborn, we're being rebellious, we're too afraid to obey you, redirect our steps, resynchronize our steps. Lord, if you told us to go this way, but we didn't hear you because of the chaos in our lives, because of the confusion in our mind, because of the trauma in our soul, if you've given us explicit instructions and somehow we just don't get it, show your mercy upon us and reorder our steps. We need your help. I see some of you have found yourself in a place, an unpleasant place, and you don't know how you got there. You found yourself in a a place of stress, a place of grief, a place of pain, a place of disappointment, a place of lack, and you don't know how you got there. Now, this is the hard truth. Many times, the decisions you made are what got you there. Let that sink in. I said it's the decisions that you made or the decisions that you did not make that got you where you are. You and I are the product of our decisions. Some of the decisions we made 10 years ago are still haunting us. Some of the decisions we made 10 years ago are still working out for our good. It's all the choices that we make. Do we submit to God? Do we follow his leadership? Do we choose to fight the good fight of faith instead of allowing the enemy to run rod shod over our lives? Some of you find your 
yourself in a place that you don't want to be. But the Lord would say to you today, I am your deliverer and I will deliver you out of the place that you walked into against my will. I will deliver you from the unpleasant circumstances that you got yourself into because you missed my voice. I will deliver you from those bad situations that you don't seem to be able to escape. When you turn back to me with your whole heart, when you begin to press in to hear my voice with great clarity, when you sit still and wait on me until I speak, because I've come down to deliver you. I've come down to bring you a great escape, says the Lord, for I myself am the way of escape. So look to me and repent. Change the way that you think. Change the way that you speak. Change the way that you relate to other people and even some of the people you relate to. Terminate some of those toxic relationships. Terminate the toxic thoughts. Terminate the toxic words that come out of your mouth and begin to see newness of life when you turn to me, when you wait on me, when you look to me, says the Lord, I will deliver you from the circumstances and the situations, but you must give me time. You must give me a chance. You must wait on my perfect way, for I am perfect in all of my ways, says the Lord, and my way of escape is also perfect. So look to me, says the Lord. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus, we say yes to you. We say yes to you, God. We will not be frustrated or impatient with your ways. We will not get antsy and try to do things in our own strength because that is part of the reason why we found ourselves in the bad situations, in the difficult circumstances. It was because we left you out of the equation, God, and we didn't really mean to. Most of us, we didn't mean to. We just, we were afraid or we didn't hear you or we didn't understand explicitly what you meant or we took bad counsel from somebody. We got advice that wasn't right, advice that defied your reasoning, your wisdom, advice that led us down the wrong path because we allowed some other voice to be louder than yours. So we do repent, God. We do. We ask you to forgive us. We ask you to forgive us of all of our sins and cleanse us from the unrighteousness of unbelief. Cleanse us from the unrighteousness of the fear. Cleanse us from the unrighteousness of anxiety. Cleanse us of the unrighteousness of doubt. Cleanse us from the unrighteousness of rebellion. Lord, cleanse us from unrighteousness, the unrighteousness that caused us to stray from your heart. When your word says in Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else we need will be added to us. So somewhere along the line, if we find ourselves in a, in a poor situation, somehow we missed your righteousness. Somehow we didn't resist the enemy. Somehow we didn't fight back against what was fighting against us. Somehow we took wrong counsel. We waited too long to move because we were afraid to step out somehow because you never do anything wrong, God. You never do anything wrong. You're perfect in all of your ways. You never do anything wrong. You're not capable of making a mistake. <laughs> you're not capable of making a mistake. <laughs> I said, Lord, you're not capable of making a mistake. You're perfect in all of your ways. You're sovereign. Whatever you allow, you allow for a greater purpose. Whatever you disallow, you would disallow for a greater purpose. Help us, Lord, to stop positioning ourselves as if we know better than you. 
<laughs> oh, Jesus, help us. Help us, Lord, to stop positioning ourselves to, to behave and, and act and make decisions and, and cho- based on uh, we think we're, we got it all together. We think we know better than you. We don't wait for you to give us the instruction. We rush out on emotion and emotions are fickle. And the emotion that caused us to start the new thing, to enter the new relationship, to plant the new church, to start the new business, it was all emotional. We were excited and then the hard work came and the warfare came and now we're not excited. We're still emotional, but we're depressed, we're sad, we're fearful because we didn't wait on you. We didn't wait on your timing. We didn't wait on your way. We didn't follow your micro instructions. We got ahead of you or we lagged behind you. So, Lord, you are so gracious and so kind that you can work that out for our good. You promised you would. (laughs) Romans 8, 28, God works all things. God works all things. God works all things together for the good to those who love him and are called according to his purposes. We claim that promise even now. We acknowledge we messed up. We acknowledge we misstepped. We acknowledge that we didn't follow you perfectly, but Lord, you remember our frame. You know that we're but dust. You know that we're not perfect. You accepted our imperfection when you saved us. And yet you're so gracious. You overlook things. You, 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 when we repent, you just, you stop looking at it. You don't hold it over our heads. You stop looking at that mistake. You just cast it into the sea. of That's how gracious and good and majestic you are. So we're grateful. We're grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful to you, God, because there's nobody like you. There's nobody like you mighty to save, mighty to rearrange (laughs) our lives day by day, little by little. Let me just prophesy to you for a minute. Let me make a decree over you. God is bringing you out of that situation. It's little by little. And that little by little will eventually turn into a breakthrough. I said that little by little will eventually manifest as a breakthrough. I'm telling you, things are changing. Don't let the devil lie to you. Let me just exhort you for a minute. Things are changing in your life. Things are always changing. God's conforming you into the image of his son. Things are changing in you. And many times things have to change in you before they can change around you. Sometimes things have to change within your soul. So that you can respond more accurately and more godly to the things that are happening around you. And then based on your response, other people respond differently to you. I said, based on your response, other people respond differently to you. Some of your problems are within you. They look like they're without you. They look like they're on the outside. They're manifesting on the inside. I mean, sorry, they're manifesting on the outside. Your problems are manifesting on the outside. But I'm telling you the truth. Some of the problems aren't really, really on the outside. They're on the inside. And if you could fix what's wrong on the inside, the stuff on the outside would change. So, Father, help us to see what we need to do, how we can yield to you more completely. Lord, we need to be healed. Heal us. We need to be delivered. Deliver us. But, Lord, I know that we have to do the work. We have to put our hand to the inner healing plow. We have to press into your presence. We have to submit ourselves to you. We have to surrender at another level. We have to agree with your promises. We have to resist the devil, renounce his works and stop blaming everybody else around us, even the devil for the situations we find ourselves. And Lord, I know that we have to accept responsibility and, 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 and cast it all at your feet and receive from your generous spirit what we need to break through and break free from the things on the inside, 
that influence our life on the outside and how people respond to us and why people reject us. We're repelling them sometimes. God, help us. Help us. Help us today. Deliver us. Heal us. Make us whole. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Come on, share this with somebody real quick, guys. We're going to go into our next segment, mesmerized by God's majesty. And we need to celebrate him in this season. We need to remember he is a majestic God. We need to really hmm, just meditate on God as majesty. Sometimes that word is thrown around too loosely because we call the queen her majesty and we call you know different kings and his majesty and Sometimes we lose the power of that word because it's used to describe a human being who is formed in the image of God, but is not God. The only real majestic one is God Almighty. So share this really quickly. Ping somebody in the room. Send a message. Share it on the timeline. Do whatever you have to do to get somebody in here real quick. We're going to press through. David said this, and I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. Psalm 27, verse 4. Here's the one thing I crave from Yahweh. The one thing I seek above all else. I want to live with him every moment in his house, beholding his marvelous beauty, the marvelous beauty of Yahweh, filled with awe, delighting in his glory and grace. I want to contemplate in his temple. And of course, you know, more familiar, the verses that read through the new King James this way. One thing I have desired of the Lord and that will I seek. See, we have to seek it. You have to seek what you desire. Many years ago, the Lord told me, put your determination where your desire is. I'll never forget it. It was a profound word that helped me shift some things in my life. He said, put your determination where your desire is. Now that only works to the, to the glory of God, if our desires are his desires. But my desires were his desires. He said, put your determination where your desire is. One thing I've desired of the Lord, and that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Our God is majestic. Majesty means sovereign power, authority, or dignity. It's greatness or splendor of quality or character. Our God is not just a mighty God. He's a majestic God. Yours, O Lord, come on, agree with me. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted above all. As head of all, as sovereign, as majesty. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty, my God. The Lord reigns. He's robed in majesty. The Lord is robed. He has put on strength as his belt. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. He is the majesty of the world. Oh, the glorious splendor of your majesty and your wondrous works. On your wondrous works, I will meditate. 
Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And Jesus upholds the universe by the word of his power. My God, after making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Out of the north comes golden splendor. God is clothed with awesome majesty. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. His glory is great through your salvation. Splendor and majesty you bestow on him. Enter into the rock and hide in the dust before the terror of the Lord and from the splendor of his majesty. They lift up their voices. They sing for joy over the majesty of the Lord. They shout from east to west. And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his place. Now the point in what we are saying is this. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of majesty in heaven. And the Lord made Solomon very great in the sight of Israel and bestowed on him his royal majesty. In your majesty, ride out victoriously for the cause of truth and meekness and righteousness. Let your right hand teach you awesome deeds. Gird your sword on your thigh, O mighty one, in your splendor and majesty. Adorn yourself with majesty and dignity. Clothe yourself with glory and splendor. Full of the splendor and majesty is his work, and his righteousness endures forever and ever. And I could go on and on and on and on and on. The Bible speaks of his majesty so much. I was surprised and shocked at how many scriptures there are about the majesty of God. And so we need to press in to that revelation. He is our majesty. He is our sovereign. He is the omnipotent God. He is the omniscient God. He is the God with all authority. He is the God of dignity. He is a royal, he is a royal priest. He is great and he is good. His character is impeccable. So we celebrate today, your majesty. You came from heaven to earth to show us the way. You came in your majesty, sinless, perfect, to, 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 to walk among your creation, imperfect, sullied by sin. You didn't come for those who were, were uh, 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 healed. You came for those who were sick. You came to seek and save that which was lost. Although you are majestic, although you are perfect, you emptied yourself of your divinity. You laid it aside. You walked the earth, Jesus, fully God and fully man, ready in any moment to heal, to deliver, to 
to not just to seek and save those who are lost, but to heal all who oppressed of the enemy, to destroy the works of the devil, to break the yokes off our necks. You are our majesty and we love you. We love you. We love you, Lord. There's nobody like you. No one as majestic. No one as there's no perfect. God. You are the one true living God. There is nobody like you. No one who compares. You're matchless. You're beautiful. Here's one thing we crave from Yahweh. The one thing we seek above all else. We want to live with you every moment in your house, beholding your marvelous beauty, beholding your majesty, filled with awe, delighting in your glory and grace. We want to contemplate in your temple. Father, we know that as we behold your majesty, we become more like you. As we behold your perfection, we are perfected. As we behold your glory, you're moving us from glory to glory. You are just that good. There's no other God, no other God like you. No other God who is mighty to save, mighty to heal, mighty to deliver, mighty to destroy the works of darkness, mighty to deliver us from the ties that bind. You are a good, good father. And we love you and we bow to you, our majesty. We bow to you, our sovereign. We bow to you, our perfect, glorious, victorious warrior God. We bow to you. We thank you in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. Come on. God is good, isn't it? Isn't he? What God does is good. Yes. All the time every day in every way, you know, sometimes amidst the warfare and the trials of life and the busyness of life and the opportunities of life, we forget to sit and look at his majesty. There's no other God like him. He is majestic. Don't lose sight of that. Not just in this season, but in every season. He's perfect. He's for you, not against you. He's with you and upon you and within you and around you. There's nowhere you could go to escape his presence. Not as if you'd want to. David said, even if my soul goes down into Sheol, I will still find the presence of the Lord, that he's there, that he's with me, that he will never leave me. He's everywhere. You are perfect in all of your ways. You're the beautiful, beautiful God. We praise you. We thank you. We honor you and adore you. You are matchless. You are our hope, our living hope. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And amen. Come on, isn't he good? He's awesome. He's mighty. <laughs> He's awesome. He's mighty. He's awesome. He's mighty. Keep him at the center of your focus and watch how it changes your thought life and your reactions to the outside world. Listen, if you like this broadcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're on. Subscribe today. Give us stars, shout out, share it, do what you got to do to help us get the word out wherever you're listening today. I want to give you the opportunity today to sow a seed to his majesty. Remember when we give, we're not giving to people, we're giving to God. And your seed helps us to expand our missions. 
in various aspects around the world, digging water wells in Africa, rescuing sex trafficking victims, feeding hungry children, and so much more. You can become a partner today. I wish you would. Partner with us in our great mission. Go to jenniferleclair.org slash missions to sow a seed there. I'm going to tell you in the next 30 seconds the ways you can sow. jenniferleclair.org slash missions. You can use YouTube stickers. You can use Facebook stars. You can use the cash app, dollar sign, prophetic books. God says it's more blessed to give than to receive. And he says that whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. So it's always a good investment to sow in God's kingdom. It's the best investment you'll ever make. Many people have financial planners. Let me just tell you the reality is God is the best financial planner. Amen. You can use the cash app. Cash app is dollar sign prophetic books. You can use the PayPal. The PayPal is paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the Venmo. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the text to give. Text the word pray. 754-701-2161. Text the word pray. The 754-701-2161. You can use the P.O. Box. P.O. Box 30563. Fort Lauderdale, Florida 33303. P.O. Box 30563. Fort Lauderdale 33303. And Father, how thankful we are for the opportunity to invest in your eternal purposes, for your glory. I ask you, Lord, to multiply this back to the givers in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Awakeningprayerhubs.com. Find a hub in your city. Join it. Launch a hub. There's even now the new inner healing track. I know a lot of intercessors are rejected by their pastors. They don't mean to be. Pastors don't mean to reject you. They just, they don't get it sometimes, do they? Some pastors are scared of intercessors because they think that you're going to see their sin. Uh Uh-oh. Or they just don't get you. Sometimes intercessors can be a little otherworldly because they're always in prayer. Well, God is good. He is majestic. Remember that. And I will be back with you on the flip side. Have a great day. Have a breakthrough day. God bless you.